I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. One, two, clean. Cheers. Cheers. I'm so dead. Okay, it has been uh, a year and almost two years at this point. Almost two years of us having this podcast, and we have still not decided on like a non awkward greeting. Yeah, I just let Sarah talk, and then five minutes later, I'm like, "So, (laughs) this is crying in public." I don't think there was ever a time where we both, uh, because sometimes, sometimes like once in a great while, we both give equal energy at the beginning of when we're on like crack or ten or whatever. We don't do crack. Oh no no no. That was just a figure of speech. <laughs> just to make that super clear. We do not snort meth for breakfast. That is not something we do. And then... If you're at law school, I definitely do not do that. <laughs> I don't even drink caffeine. Dear law schools that are listening to this because Cindy freaking decided to put it on her resume, we do not do drugs. We are good children. That's like, well, like, actually. No, like, we're hey, great people. You know, Sorry. like, <laughs> in my head, caffeine is kind of like a drug. I think that's part of the reason why I don't do it. Did you know that everything can be a drug? Because you can get addicted to, like, people, foods, like, well, anything. Do you think you have an addictive personality? 
So whenever people say, oh, but to finish my thought, because I really do want to talk about addictive personalities because I need you to answer something for me about that. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say earlier that like our the closings to our episode are always me going, bye guys. And you being like out of the room, peeing. Yeah. Well, once I know we're wrapping up, I used to get up and like go get orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really funny. But back to addictive personalities. I never know that if like I never know really what the definition of that word means because I always get confused like when people say I have an addictive personality I don't know if they mean like I can easily get addicted to stuff or people can easily get addicted to me I know that means that like you easily get addicted to things oh people are things imagine saying like people get addicted to me so often (laughs) I'd be like girl goodbye because when people say that I never know whether or not they're being pick me I wouldn't even pick me that's just like I would not say that out loud ever even if it was true yeah, like, yeah. You're funny. Sometimes I've I hear heard... people say, like, yeah, I have an addictive personality. And then I think, like, oh, okay. Like, okay. We I know, that means that they are easily addicted to things. I think okay. that I get an addictive personality when it comes to, like, learning about things. Like, well, I'll explain that in a second. Okay. But also in relationships. Like, I either love the person. Like, I'm either, like, obsessed with the person. I'm, like, addicted to them. Or I can't stand them. There's, like, no in-between. And I think that's because of my childhood. I think you're wrong. I think that there's a third level in there, which I think, like, is understood, but you just didn't say it. You just, like, some people you just don't care about. Like, people yeah. who you've had, like, conflict with in the past, like, you don't necessarily hate them. You just, like, stopped caring and you're Oh, yeah, I get so apathetic. I think that's yeah. recent development, though, is that, like, I just have so much going on in my life and like I just don't have energy to waste on people that don't deserve it you mm-hmm. know goodbye cut it cut it but cut it cut it I was cut thinking it. about this earlier yeah. because I'm like I wouldn't say I'm a know-it-all in a way that I'm like I know everything <laughs> but I am seriously I think because I literally am um I would say that I do know it all but I'm not a know-it-all okay but I am okay I am but not in like a like a newbie way you know yes you are very charming know-it-all you're like you know Hermione Granger from Harry Potter? Yeah. You're like no, her in the last few books. Like you're a very charming know-it-all. But also, I don't even... Can you call seen. yourself a know-it-all if you actually know it all? Okay, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> There's like the kind of know-it-all that like people talk about that's like annoying are the ones that like think they know everything, but they don't. Yeah. But I, the thing that why I think I'm a quote-unquote know-it-all is because like I'm addicted to looking up things. Mm-hmm. Like I hate when someone brings up like, a topic and I don't know anything about it. I find it to be extremely embarrassing. But I was doing some therapy on myself this morning. I'm a little walk from Starbucks. And I was wondering why I do that. And so if you guys don't know, I'm applying to law school right now. I actually just submitted my ED application. Blah, 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 blah. But um, I had to write like a statement about like why I want to go to law school and like qualities that I have that I think would be like good for law students and like to be a lawyer. And I was thinking that like I called it the burden of representation that like growing up and like being the only black person that like all of my friends knew all of their parents knew their grandparents knew like I felt like I had to be like smarter I had to study harder I had to make better grades I had to whatever just so I didn't seem like a stereotype like overcompensate yeah and like I think about like every time I go over to like my friend's house I mean like a new neighbor they'd be like oh my god you're so articulate and I'm kind of like okay as opposed to what I go to the same school as your kid like you want me to expect me to sound dumb so I think that like growing up around that and maybe want to like know everything so that I could like compensate because I like I said it's a burden of representation like I'm representing like my entire race to them I don't want to seem dumb that's why yeah. everyone, that's why everyone loves me okay. yeah and also when uh no, Sydney no, everyone loves me <laughs> keep, keep making that super clear that I was joking 
oh, this is great. And we can't be sarcastic and <laughs> just completely yeah. assholes anymore. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, no, no, no. But I think you're right. And a great example of this is when we did Hello? Spooky. Is when we, oh my God. A great example of that is when we did our Halloween special episode and before I could even like finish the story, Sydney had already looked it up like times three. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. It's because like Sarah was like, do not look it up before we talk about this. But like, I hate not knowing things. Like even in school, like when I take classes, I'll do like a sense of research about the class before I get there so I just know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. there's nothing worse than being called on and being like, Ugh. Yeah. It could not be me. Absolutely not. I think it's just like a fear of sounding dumb is like one of my biggest fears. Because I do pride myself on like being interested in a lot of things, you know. Oh, yeah. So apparently in the last episode, I said NAR a lot because I got so many texts saying that like, oh, my God, you saying NAR is killing me. And I was like, I did not say NAR. And then I listened to the episode and I said NAR about 15 times. Yes. It just hits more than no, you know, like NAR. Yeah. My favorite now is I don't NAR. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, but the amount of times that a teacher has called on me in class and I have not known the answer and I've literally just been like, I don't know. Um, I do a really cute, you're, I don't you're know. You're like charmingly wrong though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're charming know-it-all and I'm charmingly <laughs> wrong all of the time. No, but you're confident great. about it. Yeah. No, but Sarah be, Sarah be killing me. Yeah. Like, it'll be the most random things. Yeah. That should be like, the Empire State Building has 14 floors. <laughs> and someone will be like, no, it doesn't. She goes, yes, it does. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's like charming though. Because I hate being wrong too, but not in the way. This is the difference because I don't care to look everything up. So I just like say, well, I told Sydney this when we were walking around Soho. I was joking with her and I was like, sometimes when I talk, and this is true. And this is, I got this from a Hannah Montana episode. Sometimes when I talk, it's literally just a dull roar in my head. Like I don't listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth or think about them beforehand. Only sometimes. But when I do, it is magnificently embarrassing. Like, um, I asked, like, I know that Europe has days of the week. Yeah, this girl was like, does Europe have days of the week? And then in that same week, she also said, Ireland's not in England. I yeah. mean, Ireland's not in Europe. Yeah. And I'm just like, you lived in Europe. So I'm a bit confused to how you didn't know that information. And also, fun fact, I said the thing about the, like, weekdays in an episode, and I literally cut it out because it was so stupid. Yeah, so I'm like, girl, if they don't have days of the week, what do you think they have? There better be someone dying. <laughs> There's been an ambulance in front of our apartment for like two weeks straight. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Oh, are um, they yeah. What will you guys say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So before we get into today's topic, um, I don't know why I said that like that. I'm literally so sorry. Um, before we get into today's topic, we have such exciting news. I'm pretty sure we already announced it, but we're going to pretend like we didn't. I'm going to do it again. Because so, if you're new, you did not hear it. So now is your chance. Yar. And if you did hear it already, here's your reminder. Listen to us again. This is your reminder. You know, and you love us. So just listen up. And if not, you can just skip the like 20 no, seconds. No, you can't. Oh, okay. You're forcing me to listen. Yeah. So um, give us your lunch money. <laughs> we're so annoying. Um, so we're having our first freaking live show. Um, we have yet to come up with a name for it because we just happily have not but we're gonna like make posters obviously and post them we're also gonna give away some tickets to the concert and our holiday giveaway we're just gonna have really cute merch in it and yes guys we've said we're working on merch for so long but like we finally have prototypes ready 
We've said that 30 million times yeah. like, in our episodes. But like um, we have prototypes ready and <laughs> we're going to be giving away the first few to our holiday giveaway winners along with some tickets to the show. But it'll be us um, obviously hosting the show. Also have some really cool bands, really cool venue in the city. So if you live in the city or nearby or you'll be in the city on December 9th, then uh, get your butt to Bowery Electric. And we'll post it about it, obviously. Yeah. So it'll be so fun. And we'll have like cute shit for y'all. So come, come, come. come yeah, on. it'll be great. We'll have like cute promotional stuff. And we'll, you'll get to chat with us. And we'll give you free stuff. And it'll be it's, it'll be worth it. Just trust us. Just come. You get to experience all this awkwardness in real life for yes. us. That's, inv- that's invaluable. So if you like hate us even, just like come and laugh at us. Just like come. we love a good scandal. Record the whole thing. Say how embarrassing it is and post it everywhere. Just kidding. Yar. Okay, yeah. Well, Sarah's a little transatlantic accent moment she's been in for a while. <laughs> she's saying stuff like cool beans and jive and <laughs> just very interesting words. Yagging with a spoon. What? Did <laughs> you say? Have you never heard that before? Um, no. You've never heard gagging me with a spoon? No. Why would I have ever heard because that? Because it was a huge thing in like the 80s. Gagging me with a spoon. I, I was born in 2000. Why would I know? Why would I know what that is? My mom taught me. <laughs> Why was your mom telling you Gabby with the spoon? <laughs> so many questions. I think I might have read it in like a childhood book that was like made in the 80s. Once again, why were your books saying Gabby with the spoon? <laughs> Maybe I need to look up the meaning of this because what I'm, I'm thinking is I'm trying to come not. up with an excuse. Oh, it just means like, actually, I don't know what it means. Look it up and tell me. Oh my gosh. I don't know what something means. Ah. I'm kidding. Guys, I swear I'm not like the worst. I'm no. using like the worst. She's really not. not. No, she's not. Yeah, I'm not the worst. I promise. No, you guys. She's really nice. No, she's, you know, it's a Hermione Granger type and it's it's very charming. A who to who? Hermione Granger. You don't know who that is. That girl with the frizzy hair. Okay. Yeah, but your hair's better. And yeah. Thank you. So today, so we're doing this two-part mini-series. We love some series. Mm-hmm. We be we be we be with a lot of series and not finishing them. Yes, yeah, like the book. Hey, Ex- explanation <laughs> about the book club. We hated the book. Yeah, like it was so big on TikTok, and my sister was like, "Oh my god, you have to read it." And like we started, we read the first half of the book, and then I was like, "This book is so regressive. Like it makes me cringe reading it because why do I? It's literally the game. The okay, the book should be titled How to Play Games because." If you guys know me and listen to this podcast for literally longer than four episodes, you know that I am the biggest unadvocate, de-advocate opponent. That is the word. I am the biggest opponent of playing games. I think it's such a waste of time. I think it's stupid. If you have to play games to be with someone, then maybe, just maybe, you should not be with that person. If you have to make up tricks and tips and trick them into this, make them they don't want you and like play all this stuff, then they do not want to be with you. Like, you got to get that through your head. If you have to play all these little toys and tricks, if you like someone and you act like yourself in front of them, no games, no, oh, I'm not into you, but I'm into you, like, weird ploys, then they'll want to be with you. So I just think that a whole book about, like, how to trick a guy into liking you is just so regressive. And, yeah, like, obviously she has hit, like, a target audience that, like, does appreciate her work. It is just not one. I'm just not one of them. So when it came to like the rest of the book club, I was like, I don't want to like trash what she's saying for a whole other episode. So we will make reading hot again, but with a better book. Yeah, and also yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also we, because we were trying to be like not like we were trying to be nice in the episode, but like we definitely don't like our last 
my ears just popped. <laughs> Our last intention is to like trash an artist, like a female author. And like, that's not what we're trying to do. And like, Asini was saying, I'm sure that like, she did hit like her target demographic. People are out there who really love her work. And that's awesome. I just think it's like not really our thing. Um, or like not, it, it doesn't really align with like how we think a relationship should go or the start of a relationship should work out. And I think that she had the idea, just in my opinion, I think that like she had the idea. It was there. It was present. It was on the table. I just would have taken instead of a, here's how you should be to get this guy to like you. I think she should have taken more of a turn as here's how you should be like regardless of men you know like I think maybe she could have taken because a lot of women do go around trying to like tailor their personalities to men so I think maybe she could have still included those women and addressed those women but she could have been like do what you're doing like but these aren't playing games like you should just be like independent like you should just strive to like focus on your own self not doing it for the purpose of a guy if that makes sense like I feel like it would have been better suited more appropriate more applicable if it had been less like you said about like what you can do to make a guy like you and more about how to demand respect from a guy yes because the entire book was like oh if you trick him into thinking that he likes you or that you don't really want him or that like you're not giving him the wifey treatment until you're actually wifed up whatever like yeah those have like some like truth to them but the focus should have been how do you demand respect from a guy and how do you show him that you're not going to be with him unless he meets certain expectations so that's what our whole issues with the book yeah so book club will happen again with a better book if you have suggestions dm us um but yeah so today's topic yes so the topic for today is going to be conflict resolution or just like handling conflicts in general whether or not it comes to a resolution so what to do resolution it sounds like an hr training program i know welcome to Ooh, kind of a good voice hold on here we go welcome to your introductory onboarding seminar in this seminar we will discuss (laughs) (laughs) we will discuss sexual harassment and conflict resolution with coworkers. Just we're co- not there's a, coworkers. <laughs> um, Give me your best Siri voice. Go. Siri. Um, <laughs> I just added on like Wally. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, we're talking yes. about like how to approach conflict, how to get through conflict, how not to approach conflict. Yeah. So basically, all the do's and the don'ts. So part one is going to be family and friends, and part two is relationships. We're going to release them on the same day anyway, so just listen all the way through. So, yeah. Um, we talked about in our last um, episode about how our relationships with our families, how our relationships... Why can't I say relationships? Relationships. You just did. I thought you did it. I thought you said it the first time. Oh, how our relationships with our families have evolved or changed once we got to college. I think it's just a lot of like being pushed into adulthood and being on your own for the first time. You rely on your parents or, like, your siblings, but in another way. So, like, you're forced to be the bridge of communication. You're not stuck in the house with them, etc. But with that comes with a lot of conflict, especially as you get older because you're no longer necessarily, like, under their direct supervision. Like, when you're in college, you're in this weird balance of, like, you're still my mom, you're still my dad, but you can't tell me what to do. Like, I can go out if I want to. I don't need to ask for permission to go on a trip. Like, all this stuff. And, like, I went through that with my family a lot, especially, like, this summer because, like, I went to Spain and didn't ask them. And not like I, like, left and didn't tell them. Like, I was like, hey, guys. Like, hey, guys. Hello, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, I really want to go on this trip. I have a friend I want to go see, so I'm going to go. 
and I used my own money and everything, and they were like, we're your parents, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, I understand that and I respect that. However, I am an adult now. I'm using my own money. Like, I am going to be safe. I'll text you guys, obviously, but this is my decision to make. So I think especially, like, 18 to, like, uh, mid, late 20s, you're in this really weird decade of, like, trying to balance respect on both ends. Where, like, you respect that I'm an adult now. And I respect that you're still my parents. And I obviously still, like, love and care and, like, want your guidance. But I don't want you to dictate what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah, especially moving out of the house comes, like, this. Or moving out of the house into college. And, like, if that's something you're doing. Like, moving out of the house into a dorm. I think a big thing that comes with that is, like, guilting. So, um, on both sides. So, once you finally get out into the real world, realizing the trauma or, like, negative things that your parents have handled or the, the negative ways your parents have handled things or um, kind of like the lessons that you've always been taught by your parents growing up now coming to a different light as you move on to adulthood. So guilting your parents for that or for not teaching you the right values, the right morals that you are kind of now seeing in college or moving or for moving out of the house or away from your parents or further becoming independent from your parents. And I think on the parent side, it's more like, they having they are off they often have a hard time dealing with this new independence and they can come back at you and be like well I fed you gave you a roof over your head for x amount of years how dare you talk to me like that or um not even that but just like they like holding money over your head holding like um I pushed you out of my vagina over your head and just you know I think that can also cause a lot of problems too um I didn't don't I mean my mom and dad have never really guilted me about stuff like that but I have heard that from a lot of friends that that's been like a huge thing in their relationship yeah we're also at that super weird age this is so dumb but like okay it's interesting because Sarah and I have very opposite like feelings about this is that like when Sarah hello (laughs) when Sarah like meets like a professor that's young or like a parent her um initial um what's that word your your greeting right no like your Guffing. oh your instinct oh <laughs> are we okay i don't know sorry guys i've been writing essays all weekend my brain is fried yeah but her first instinct is called by their first names but like with me the instinct is always like mr and mrs so like my partner my boyfriend is like significantly older than me not like 50 guys he's like six five how long four years <laughs> older than me so like when i meet his parents i call them mr and mrs i mean seem like i'm five because, like, when people call them, I think it's because my parents are, like, immigrants and ethnic that, like, they're not immigrants. Why did you say that? <laughs> they're literally not immigrants at all. <laughs> because my parents are ethnic, it's just, like, I can't imagine, like, my friends calling them, like, Dave and Tammy. But it's funny, though, because when I was a kid, they were, like, your friends call me Mr. and Mrs. And, but, like, now they're, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, my dad's, like, yeah, I'm Dave. Like, I'm Doc. Call me Doc. My mom's, like, no, I miss Tammy. And I'm, like, okay, that's a bit weird. But, like, my stepmom... I've called her by her first name the entire time I've known her. It's so like, when I introduce her to people, I say her first name. So it's weird being like, Sabaya and Mr. Dave. Ew. Even like <laughs> hearing that is weird to me. But like, I could never, like, I still call your mom Miss Hodgson. I still call like, my professors like Mr. and Miss, or professor, whatever. Like, I could never, because I'm, I'm just not used to it. Like, my parents would literally berate me and berate my butt if I was younger and I would call anyone by their first name. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. I totally get that. Eric, my boyfriend, calls my mom and my dad Mr. and Mrs. Hodgson still. Can you believe that? Well, that makes sense. I told him Imagine a million Eric times, being though. like. Jen, Dan, what do you do? You know, I just can't imagine him doing that. I told him a million times to call my mom and my dad by their first names. And he's like, no, that's disrespectful. I've never called your parents by their first names. <laughs> and I always call your mom Miss Tammy and I call your dad Dave or Doc. Yeah. Like, I call, I probably addressed him like twice that entire time I was in LA. Yeah. Like, I don't ever address people by their names. But I I'm just like, ignore hey. it. Almost yeah. because I forget people's names a lot. So I'm like, hi. I do that. So you don't understand how often I do that. Like, I'll see someone on the street and I'm like, oh my God, hi. I really do not know your name at all. Even if they do not tell me, like, even if, or even if they do, because sometimes I get those whack-ass, like, old head professors who are like, it is not Arnold. Don't call me Arnold. Call me Dr. Frankenstein. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what? So I wish I could see Sarah Chase when she said that. Whenever she imitates a man, her voice and her face is so funny. So, um, even, like, when I do get kind of, like, people like that who encourage their students to call them by their last names, I always call them by their first names. So I wonder if it's an ethnic thing or a southern thing. I don't know. Or both. I don't know. But it's like, also, your dad and my boyfriend have the same name. So, like, I it makes me feel so weird, like, yeah. calling your I don't know. It's yeah. weird. My friend's parents, though, it's totally different. Because Miss Tammy will always be Miss Tammy to me. I will yeah. be 35 years old and still calling her Miss Tammy. Yeah. And then um, my friend from back home's parents and my boyfriend's parents my friend Booch from back home, like, I know his parents. His parents are Mr. and Mrs. Booch. I was say Mr. and Mrs. Booch. <laughs> yes. And then Eric's parents are Mr. and Mrs. Peters to me all the time. Yeah. Which is funny. And they've always, like, I think 
um, Eric's mom told me to call her by her first name before, and I was like, no. Yeah, my you parents, know, so if, I don't if, know. If, like my Lincoln parents like call me by my first name, I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> and no, thank because I can't be like, hey, Stella, come here. Like, ew. I don't like the fancy so uncomfortable. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just professors for me or anybody else except for like people who I know. Um, but yeah, I will literally deliberately call you by your first name if you are one of my professors. And if you're really mean about it, I'll just say like, hi, professor. And like, that's um, it. Because fuck you, I'm on your level. Because I remember like, we would be, okay, so it's, okay, Sarah and I are in the same major and like, we were the most annoying students on this earth to have. Yeah. We were literally, <laughs> we're both of us are menaces. Yeah. Um, but just like not like we're, we're both great students like straight A students whatever like we're, we work really hard in classes but having us in class together we were the giggle monsters there's this one class it's actually my favorite class I've ever taken at NYU um, mine too yeah we had a very young professor Sarah and I had the class together we would come in we'd get there an hour early go get Starbucks sit there just talk for an hour realize we're running late run to our class climb through all the rows with Starbucks in hand and then sit down but our teacher loved us because our projects and our papers were insanely good for that class. And they were so good. But Sarah would be like, hey, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Professor. Can I please have some help? <laughs> please. I'm sorry. I'm just checking my divorce TikTok to see how it's doing really quickly. Very good. That's messy. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about that. But I know that, like, when I went to college, things with my parents definitely changed. Like, my first year of college, I was definitely, like, culture shocked because I do consider myself very um open-minded and will travel just because I have lived in so many places because my dad's in the military so I've never been in more than one no I've never been in one place for more than like two or three years however coming to New York was very very different for me because I was living with people and like sharing my space with someone other than my parents. I am an only child, so I've never had roommates before, never had sweetmates before. So it was really, really different. And I've never had a friend group like the one that I did freshman year. Um, so like obviously there were drugs and alcohol involved and I didn't really know what to do. At the time I thought I did. And then there were very toxic relationships, both like friend-wise and relationship-wise. So I definitely fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole causing a huge rift between my parents and I, especially my mom, because we've always been really, really close. Uh, and then over quarantine, obviously, we were able to, like, rebuild that trust and rebuild that bond. But freshman and sophomore year, like, every single negative toxic tactic, you can imagine that what happened between parent and child, whether it's guilting, threatening, like, just no communication at all. Like, it happened between my mom and my dad and I. So it's it was really awkward. Um, how was it for you when you came to college? Like, your relationship with your parents, did it change? Did it stay the same? Yeah. Um... It was a bit weird because, like, I had very strict parents growing up. If you listen to our last episode, like, I had a very, like, not weird upbringing, but, like, my parents were divorced. My dad moved away. I went, went back and forth. So it was, like, a lot of, like, whatever. Um, and both my parents have very different parenting styles, but they're both very strict. So coming to college, like, having freedom was so weird. Like, not having someone breathing down my neck and, like, doing, like, telling me every, like, you know. But I think in one way that kind of helped because I watched so many people just go insane their freshman year, like drinking, doing drugs, going crazy, passing out, all this stuff. And I never went through any of that. Like if anything, I was extra innocent my freshman year just because like where I came from, I was just so sheltered that like it just felt the same. Like I knew what I needed to do. I was very focused on like my grades. Like I've always been that kind of like like uh, academic centered person. But like when I got here, I was like, I want to get good grades. I want to, because I know I want to go to law school. So I'm like, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. So I like did a lot of studying, did a lot of like Broadway stuff my freshman year and like went to museums. Meanwhile, everyone else was like really partying, getting drunk. I was at like a museum. So 
I think that like my I appreciate more because in high school obviously while I was at home I had so much conflict with my parents because like they're just so strict it was so annoying like seeing my friends do whatever they want and I had to like be home by eight and I couldn't do this and I couldn't go to after parties and whatever but like I guess like being in college I have a newfound appreciation for like the way that they raised me but it was a bit weird in the sense that like I've never cursed in front of my parents I've never like talked about sex or relationships or like any of that stuff in front of my parents like never met my boyfriends anything like that and then like coming to college you like ask me questions and I'm like we're not talking about that sis <laughs> but like I think my relationship with them has gotten a lot better now I've been in college because like the communications on my own terms so like I could I tell them what I want to tell them I don't have to divulge every secret of my existence because like in high school all of like the black kids in our grade all of our moms were friends so like whenever they told their parents their parents would tell my parents and I'm like uh, who said we're gonna do all this <laughs> so it's nice like being able to like have my own space and be able to communicate with them like whenever it was needed and not have to like be like breathing down my neck I totally feel you I talk about male genitalia with my mom so it's a little yeah when I see difference. Sarah and her mom talk I'm always like <laughs> yes um so I think for sure like my relationship the relationship with my parents definitely got better now like after quarantine and after kind of regaining that healthy communication that we once had in like my childhood slash high school years which is really good so I think like my advice would be um if you you know when you go to college when you leave your parents house if you are already out of your parents house with like a job in full-time student in college whatever I would just say like Always remember that, like, of course, your parents' first priority is you and that they love you, but also don't be afraid to set boundaries because as you enter adulthood, um, respectfully, which keyword respectfully, setting boundaries is really, really important because you are going to have your own life, your own relationships, uh, friend or otherwise, your own kids someday, maybe your own, like, job, apartment, life, whatever. So I think establishing the relationship that you want to have with your parents not the relationship that your parents are guilting you into or that your parents want or even the relationship that you had in your childhood but the relationship that you want and that you think is the healthiest is really important going forward yeah I think like respect communication and perspective is a big thing because mm, like perspective um one I think no con- no conflict or like resolution is gonna happen or like go your way if you approach this respectfully like if you come in screaming yelling being pissed like it's only gonna make things worse like what's the point you know so like come in for respect they are, are still your parents no matter what so like obviously respect them but you can't ask for respect but not respect in return you know like you can't ask your parents scream like an adult when you're acting like a child yeah like if you're coming whoa in, that was deep <laughs> sorry i know like if you're coming in screaming yelling crying whatever and like being disrespectful why are they going to treat like an adult reacting like the 10, you know? So I think that's one big thing. Also, communication is like your parents can't um, help you or like understand how they should like treat you or talk to respect you if you can't tell them what's wrong. Like if you can't say like mom and dad, I'm an adult now or like, because I think a lot of parents have like um, a lot of opinions on like relationships, whatever. If you can't come to them and be like, I really like this person. It's my relationship, not yours. And like, um, I obviously see this something as in this person that you don't or whatever it is whatever the conflict is or like um just realize that like one it's a moment of transition for them also like they're used to being your parent every day so like having your kid be x amount of miles away not being able to be there for them or help them is also going to cause them like some concern or worry so like understand that one and then to be able to communicate what's wrong and be able to communicate how 
a change in that perspective is going to help you. So it's going to require effort from both people. So I think that like communication and perspective are like very important when it comes to that because that's the only way you're going to get resolution is if you like see the person's side and communicate effectively. Also, on that respect note, please don't take for granted your parent paying for your housing, your food, and your tuition for college and high school and whatever because not everybody has that. Like you might think because it's just in your own bubble that that's what goes on. That's the norm. In every, yeah. yeah, that that's the norm. But seriously, seriously, it's really, really not. I know so many kids, a lot of my colleagues and a lot of my friends who are students at NYU have to pay their own way through scholarship or only Lunch. by themselves. yeah tuition at NY do you know how expensive tuition is like it's literally crazy so if you have parents if you are literally lucky enough to have parents that do that for you just always remember keep it in the back of your mind to be grateful because that's huge Mm -hmm. a degree means a lot and the fact that you have that because of your parents is a big thing always tell Sarah imagine imagine carrying a big old headed child in your stomach for nine (laughs) months not that's a nine month stomach ache yeah and birthing them <laughs> and they come out disrespectful they didn't expect you to pay for them like i see how sensitive it is to live in new york right now with my parents help and with jobs imagine paying for yourself another human being that's disrespectful to you Goodbye. no no realizing that i was like yeah i need to step up my game because i need to realize how much my parents like sacrifice for me whatever 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 Absolutely. And I was going to say one more thing about parents. And it was that, oh, yeah. Regardless, you definitely, oh, yeah, we're at 37 minutes and 7.05 is the time. Oh, that was my thing. I know. I hope you didn't crack. Oh, no. It sounded like that. It sounded like a big old company. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I'm going to say about parents is that uh, going off of what we last said, even though obviously you should like encounter them with respect. Always, that does not give them permission to like treat you like shit or be an asshole. So obviously, like know the line because, um, like going back to the whole guilting thing, like they can tend to hold that over your head. So just ensure that it's a very healthy communicative relationship, like Cindy just said. Pretty sure I made up that word communicative, but let's no, that's a word. use it. Awesome. I, I made up the word independency. The word independency. Is, the word is independence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I used that in an interview and I still got the job. I just like to point that out. Yeah. Wait. So are we done talking about family or no? Yes. Because I said the last thing I want to say about family that I finished with that. Mm-hmm. So, unless you want to say anything more about family. Do you want to say anything more about family? Nah, guys, we're in a pasta coma. Yeah. We took a pasta break. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our two cents on conflicts with family, like our baseline rules. And then for part two, we're going to talk about conflict and relationships and friendships, like a very quick overview of like just our outlooks on it how to get through it our advice so check out part two let's do the closing part one oh yeah thank you guys so much for listening um i'm so sorry i sound so congested i just got really congested in the past like two minutes but thank you for listening and as always you can find us on iHeartRadio or iheart um apple podcasts and spotify and on social media on youtube instagram and tiktok at crying a public podcast we love you bye 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 from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.